weeks, we've seen how Joseph went into Egypt and saved not only Egypt, but all of the land from this terrible famine. And so the world was spared the, the effects of a seven-year fathom. And then today's scripture starts ominously. A Pharaoh arose that did not know Joseph. Joseph had brought his family and Jacob and his, bro- and his brothers, and the people had become prosperous. And Pharaoh's looking around at the Hebrew people and says, you know, in case of a war, they might join the other side. And that would be bad. So we'll put them under our thumbs. So they put hard labor and in you know they made they basically built the pyramids they they worked the fields all of that good stuff it was not a happy time and still the hebrew people increased so pharaoh took the hebrew midwives and said okay here's the deal when the hebrew women give birth if it's a girl fine if not eh, if it's a boy you got to kill him and the midwives, uh, they feared God, so they didn't want to do that, so they spared him, and, and Pharaoh brought them back in and said, I told you what to do. And Shiprah and Puah said, the Hebrew women are not like the wussy Egyptian women. When they go into labor, boy, I tell you, they have that baby, and right quick, before we even get there, it ain't our fault. So Pharaoh says, all right, if a boy, throw him in the Nile. And that's when Moses is born. And his mother hides him for three months, but you can't hide a baby boy forever. So she puts him in a basket. She puts it, you know, puts pitch around it and sends it on the way and watches it go down the Nile. Now Moses' older sister, we find out later that it's Miriam, she's walking along, walking along, walking along, and she sees Pharaoh's daughter come out, and she sees, finds the basket, and Pharaoh's daughter pulls Moses out of the water. And Miriam, Moses' sister, says, you know, I could help you with that kid. I could find you a wet nurse from among the Hebrew people if you'd like. And she says, awesome. So she gets her own mom, Moses' own mother, to raise him until he's old enough to go into the court. Moses means drawn from the water. That's what it means. And in honor of Moses and, and the Hebrew people, we are making kosher ham and cheese sandwiches today for the homeless. <clears throat> I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, hmm, ham and cheese, I'm as unkosher as you can possibly get. The thing I love about this story, Pharaoh's worried about the men. Pharaoh's worried about the boy children. The boy children are going to be the ones who cause the problem. But who are the saviors of this story? It's the women. you got to watch out for those women. This is an awesome, awesome story. Shipra and Puah could have easily been killed. It's amazing. If you think the scribes, the priestly 
writers who put this story finally together when it all got written down and it all got put together in a canon, the, these priestly writers did a remarkably good job of scrubbing out almost all of the women's names. You don't find many women listed in Scripture. You certainly don't do it by name. And then there's, this is a chapter and a half about women's stories. Without Moses, you do not have an exodus from Egypt. Without these women, Moses would have died. I want you to think about that. These are unrelated women for the most part. Shipra and Puah, it says, fear God. And so they defy Pharaoh, even though they know they could be put to hard labor or killed. And they say, no, we're not doing it. And then Moses' own mother hides him for three months. His sister, Miriam, walks along and says, have I got a deal for you, Pharaoh's daughter? They are all risking their lives and risking the wrath of Pharaoh to save a kid. Watch out for those women. We do a, a peace candle every week here. And someone said to me a few weeks back, you know, at the beginning of that, you say, the peace candle tradition began in Russia. You know, like we wish that, you know, Russia would be still listening to this prayer for peace and not invading Ukraine, right? But let me ask you, who's got a better chance of stopping what's going on in Ukraine? Putin, who I would put all my faith in, right? I think he's an honorable guy that came up through the KGB. This guy is somebody I really trust. He has the best interests of the world at heart. And if you didn't catch the sarcasm, there was intended to be sarcasm there. Or do you trust the mothers that are there that are continuing to say, we have lost enough of our young men in the wars of the world. 20 million people died in World War II. We think we had a bad in World War II. Russians lost 20 million people. They said enough is enough, and it's the women who got the peace candle tradition started. And our peace candles have gone all around the world and to every major religious organization that I can think of. Mother's Day. We had a big thing on Mother's Day. How did Mother's Day start? Was it a happy thing about mothers getting chocolates and flowers? Feel free to jump in. It was, yeah, it was about we've lost enough of our kids. Would we stop sending our sons and widowing our daughters and our sisters-in-laws and whatnot? Watch out for those women. We worry about the men causing problems, but who's fixing things a lot of the time? It's the women. And again, these women don't know each other. 
They don't get together on a book club. There's nothing wrong with book club. I love book club. Don't, don't take what I'm saying the wrong way. But it's not like, oh, you know, we're together in a group already, and let's get together and then do something different. In their own way, in their own lives, they said, enough is enough. I look at what's going on in our country right now with the border. We need women's voices. We need mothers to say, those could be our children. A lot of those children that are getting sent back from the border are getting killed. Is that what we want? What's it going to take for us to say no more? I know a lot of people look at the, the, the Mexican-Americans, whatever you want to look at, and say, well, you know, they're going to be the majority in five years, and we've got to fix that. For good white America, because that's always worked really well for us, hasn't it? We have never caused any problems whatsoever. Is that what we want to be? Do we want to be the ones who say, we need to protect ourselves? Or do we want to say, the neighbor, the alien, there's, a, there's an important part in Scripture that says, be good in, in Hebrew tradition. Be good to the alien. And I'm not talking men in black. Okay, Be good to the alien because remember you were aliens in Egypt. Remember you were aliens in Egypt. And sojourn there for a while before you went to the promised land. Watch out for those women. I look at the church the church started because there were women. You, you just start him on a pinwheel. You know, you put a put a stamp in his hand and have him start hitting paper. This is good. This is about children who are saved. You are welcome here. Trust me. What do we do as women? We. I just that was kind of that sounded kind of weird. I got a surgery coming up. This was my easy way to tell you about it. All right, I don't have a surgery coming up. But what do we do as a people? And not just women, but men. What do we do to live out what these women did? What do we do? What can we do today? What can we do? Get involved. In what? Name one thing you can get involved in. I know, get involved, yes. But you can get involved in the Glee Club, and that may or may not help. They may. Feed the homeless. We do that once a week. How many, what's our percentage of, we got at least 50% women in that group, right? Probably 75? Or higher. Yeah, what, what can we do? Stand behind those who want reform and change. Stand up. If you want peace, okay, peace is often seen as the absence of, of physical violence. But peace entails struggling against societal injustice. I mean, in South America, liberation theology was, it's like, you know, it'd be really nice if you stopped standing on our necks. 
It would be really nice if the systems of injustice would be replaced with systems of fairness. Stand behind those. What are you passionate about? The Moore Project and the L.A. families. We got Grandma taken care of. We got Jen and Chris doing this. We got Joy taking on little girls and educating them. We are doing this. What else are we doing? Water. And in this community, you're working, you and Jen are both, you and Jen are overworked, um, are also working with girls to say your identity as women doesn't come from Madison Avenue. It comes from the power that God gave you inside. The power to say, as a midwife, I'm not killing those children. As, you know, I don't know what it took for Moses' mother to watch him drift off, but just whether it was curiosity of Miriam, but she went with her brother. She just walked. And sometimes that's all it takes, is taking somebody who's on a journey where they don't want to go and walking with them. Ann Wood is a woman who has never given birth to a child, and yet she has been a mother to as many children as probably anybody here. You don't have to physically be a woman to be a mother. What else can we do? Yes, sorry, Pam. Bring the monks here. Um, two women were really involved in that. Um, what was? The, she's a doctor, psych, psychologist. What's her name? Michelle McCormick. And she found out an opportunity for the monks. And Michelle McCormick said there is really only one place in town that'll host the monks and do it right, and that's NCC. And then. It takes a whole lot of work to organize it, and Pam does that. Watch out for those women. What else do we do? The men can do stuff too. Yeah. We collect food for the Laguna Relief. Did I see Al? Was that your hand or somebody else's hand? I saw a hand over here. I didn't see a hand over here. We are a people who can do a lot. We are a people who can do so much. And sometimes all it takes is deciding to stand up and say, what I see is wrong. Get involved, even if it's the Glee Club. Get involved. And there are so many projects that, you know, it's, it's easy the paralysis of analysis. You think, I want to give to the best project, and I'm going to spend the next six years identifying the best project. Well, that's a really good strategy, except for what you could have done in those six years. So pick something and get involved. You'll feel good about it. You want to, be, you want to feel good about yourself? Be a good person. I hate to say it's that simple, but it is. And I don't need to tell you what it means to be a good person because you know what it means to be a good person. Watch out for those women.
because they're going to move the world. I don't think a woman could have gone into Pharaoh's court and did what Moses did, and that was okay, because he was surrounded by women who took care of him. In that time, a woman couldn't have done what Moses did. They needed Moses. But without those women, Moses would have died. It's as simple as that. we got people in our world today that are going to change the world, but only if we protect them and we love them and we tell them there's nothing they can't do. And we may be wrong, but so what? Worst case scenario, you give somebody a good sense of themselves. Oh, that's terrible. Watch out for those women. And watch out for yourselves when you decide you're going to make a difference. And if we do that, there's nowhere we can't go. Amen.